0: Hello and welcome back to the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. My name is Ismail San Juan. I'm so happy to have you guys here. It's been a minute, not gonna lie, it's been a while since I did one of these, and I do want to apologize for that. But you know, it is a good time for sports right now NBA Finals, we're heading into game three. Roland Garros is halfway through the second week, it's almost wrapping up, we're getting to the last stages of Roland Garros, Champions League final is this weekend, City versus Inter, it's going to be a great match, I'm rooting for Inter, but yeah, just want to apologize for, you know, not making an episode, not talking about sports with you guys in a minute, I've been busy, I've been dealing with some other stuff, but I'm back, and let's get right to it. Today Alcaraz makes Tsitsipas look like a kid like a bum like he does not belong on the court with him. It was it was pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I tuned in. I watched um I watched most of the game and I must say like the first two sets especially that boy Alcaraz that boy's that boy is crazy, man. 20 years old. We know he won the US Open already. We know, you know, he's being Djokovic, he's being Nadal. He's being e- basically everyone on tour already. He he's the next big thing. He's he's going to take the reins or he already took the reins from the big 3 basically. And he just punked. He just punked Tissipas, Paz. you know, tried to play it light afterwards in the post game press conference saying, you know, I shouldn't have taken that melatonin, I shouldn't have taken a nap before the match. Man, you could have stayed up for the last 24 hours or taken a nap till the beginning of the match. Like it did not matter. There there's levels to this. There's levels to this. That's what that's what uh, Alcaraz showed today, that there's levels to this. And, you know, if, if I'm the rest of the field, I'm seeing Alcaraz just improve and improve and improve. And I'm like, man, I, that's scary. He he could really, you know, really take over right here. Especially he plays Djokovic on Friday. And if he's able to defeat Djokovic, then it's like, all right, like no one could beat him. No one could stay. And clay, he plays good on clay too. Like he was one of the favorites even last year going into Roland Garros, where he lost to Zverev. But I will want to. I want to emphasize this for the match on Friday: Djokovic versus Alcaraz on Friday is must-watch TV. Like, if if you've been trying to get into tennis, if if you know you you hear about the U.S. Open sometimes, you catch little highlights on Instagram Reels or on TikTok. You know, I'll be trying to share them sometimes. the, The cool highlights. If you ever thought about getting into tennis and you never knew, oh, like I don't know the players, I don't know when they're playing. I don't know none of, that, none of that. I'm telling you right now, if you want to get into tennis, you want one match that's going to convince you to get into tennis, tune in on Friday to see Alcratz versus Djokovic. Like, it, honestly, all it takes is one match, one good match, one good rally, a couple of suspenseful moments where, you know, where they go to advantage, dues, advantage, dues. You don't even, you might not even know what that means if you're hearing this, but if you've ever thought about paying attention to tennis, tune in to Alcaraz versus Djokovic. It's a little hard. It's a little hard to watch tennis in the states. I do. I will say that. Like, if you have to find a stream or you know a tennis channel, hit up someone that has tennis channel on their on their YouTube TV, on their Sling, on on their Xfinity TV, on their Hulu TV. Hit up someone that has tennis channel or tennis TV on it and try to watch the game, cause. I'm telling you this is gonna, this is must watch TV. And if you ever thought about, you know, even just picking up tennis, it's a fun it's a fun sport to play, to play casually with some friends, just go ahead on the courts. Or if you ever thought about getting into tennis or 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 you know, you're one of the millions and millions of fans that like like all the regular sports like soccer, football, basketball, like the big sports in the US and you're thinking about maybe picking up golf or picking up tennis you know a little a little sport that's branded like a little more like you know high class a little more uh white collar hey <laughs> this is this is the match that will get you into it because it could get hyped too like i i grew up on soccer i picked up football I picked up basketball those were my big three for for the longest and these last few years i've just gotten super into tennis i play it's probably the sport i play the most with soccer it's definitely one of the sport i mean i watch a lot of sports so i wouldn't say it's the one i watch the most because i just watch everything but even f1 but i'm telling you i could reference um a couple years ago i was the only one watching really watching tennis out of my friend groups i wanted i wanted one of my roommates in sf to get into it roland Garros was going 2021 roland Garros, and i told them to tune in to Djokovic against Nadal in the semifinals of the 2021 Roland Garros. And, you know, we weren't, it was still like, you know, pandemic times. Like, we weren't even watching it together. We're kind of just texting each other through the match. And that, I mean, if you guys didn't watch that match, go catch some highlights. That match was insane. It was, it was one of the best matches ever. That third set, um, Djokovic versus Nadal is probably one of the best sets ever of all time. Like, the tennis was just ridiculous. I remember, like, schwartzman and like tc pass and i think zverev and like almost the whole the whole tourney was just reacting to it like everyone was live tweeting like i think schwartzman even has this this tweet that i remember vividly he was like if they're playing tennis like what are we even playing like com- like we look like mere mortals compared to these guys and you know that was that was my homie's first match that he ever that he ever watched and after that he's been hooked like all it took was seeing, I mean, it was it is one of the best matches ever, apparently. But like I said, all it takes is one match, one really good match that you watch and you you get hooked, you see the rallies, you understand it. You go, you go pick up the racket, you go play a little bit, you understand the thrill of it. All it takes is one match and you get hooked, I'm telling you. So if you've ever thought about watching tennis, if you've ever considered, you know, like why why do people watch this? Like I don't I don't really get it. They're just hitting the ball over the net. I'm telling you tune in on Friday Akras versus Djokovic and I'm I guarantee you you're going to be hooked. You're going to Obviously not every match is going to be as good as this one's going to be cuz I I can guarantee you this one's going to be amazing. It's going to be a classic. Obviously not every match is going to be as good as this one moving forward. But once you get into the sport you you start appreciating like this the the other matches. It's kind of like soccer like if you don't really watch soccer but you then you want you watch one good game you get hooked and then and then you start watching more soccer and then even the boring matches just like a a team a team that gets pressed towards the back and they're able to play out um and work their way out of a press and you hear the 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 crowd clap and like if you if you were just maybe a couple months removed from when you got into soccer you'd be like why why are they clapping nothing happened but the more you watch soccer, the more you understand. Like, oh, I get it. Like, they're clapping because they were really pressed all the way in the back, and they were able to get the ball out of their their own side of the field and go attack, and that was nice. Same thing with tennis. The more you watch it, the more you know. You'll start appreciating. Not every match has to be like a like an all-time classic for you to for you to enjoy. It. Like, you'll just it'll just come naturally. You just start enjoying it more. So I'm telling you, if you want to get into tennis, if you want to get hooked. Akras vs. Djokovic on Friday. Make sure write it down. Write it down. But you know, most most of the people probably watching this, hearing this, they're already into basketball. They know they know what's up. They know the NBA Finals is going on right now. Game three of the NBA Finals tips off this Wednesday, June seventh at five thirty p.m. The series is tied one one. Um, before the series started, I was talking to my friend. I was like, man. My heart, my heart is telling me the Heat. Like I really want the Heat to win. I really, I really fuck with Jimmy Butler. You know, that's my guy. Uh, Michael Jordan's lost son. I really, I really want Jimmy Butler to win. I really want the Heat to win. Uh, obviously, I'm a Laker fan and I love Kobe. And you can see from the background. And you know, I'm not. The Nuggets swept the Lakers, but I'm not. I'm not too too salty about it. Like I'm not like ah, oh, just because they beat us, I want them to lose. I just, I just really like Jimmy Butler, so I want Jimmy Butler to win. But I told my friend, I was like, man, my heart's telling me the heat. My heart's telling me the heat, but my, my head, my brain's telling me nuggets. So I said nuggets in six. But now that the series is tied 1-1, I'm going I'm to I'm lean into it, into my heart. I'm going to go with the heat. I think the heat, pull it off. It's a five-game series now, and the heat have home, home field advantage. Um, they, although they did struggle to to win some games at home against the Celtics, in the Eastern Conference Final, I do think they, um, I think they'll get it done tomorrow. Even though they're underdogs at home in the NBA Finals, which is crazy, but like I said, they're they're playing really good. Butler, I, I really like what they did in Game Two, where uh, Bam Adebayo at, at was. <coughs> I really like what they did in game two where Bam Adebayo was bringing the ball up and starting the offense and he wasn't just bringing the ball up like he was pushing the pace like he'll get a rebound and he'll he'll like sprint up the court and maybe he wouldn't attack the paint like fully every single time but he would dribble up the court like pretty fast at least get to the like three-point line and then he'll start like you know doing offense and stuff but I I like that I like them pushing the pace and I like it especially being Adebayo because... It makes Jokic run. And although he does look more fit than he was, like, just even, like, two years ago, he's still, you know, his, his stamina is probably not, like, his the best. He's definitely an elite athlete and, obviously, he's MVP and stuff. Not this year, but, like, the last few years. So I wouldn't question – I wouldn't say he's not fit, but I'm just saying it's not, like – he's not overly fit. So if you could push him, if you could, if you could get him tired, by all means – um, yeah, the Miami crowd has been sick. Not gonna lie. Like watching them through the playoffs, they have their chance going. They got like, they usually got like white towels going. That arena looks dope. I, I will have to say that I've been in that arena. Uh, Miami Ultra 2018, me and the boys went to Miami, had a good time. Um, shout out to the homies that I went with. Uh, so yeah, I remember being in that arena. Unfortunately for me, the Heat weren't that good around that time. Um, I did see the Heat against the Knicks. Um, and it was it wasn't the best it wasn't the best matchup like I'm pretty sure both teams were struggling that year obviously the the Knicks haven't been that good in forever and I think the heat at LeBron had left and you know they were kind of like trying to find their footing without LeBron at that time so yeah it wasn't the best game but I will say that I have been in that arena and it was a good time. Um, not the best match like I said but you know the arena was good the atmosphere was good the alcohol was hitting. We were having we were there for vacation on spring break. It was it was a great time. It was a great time. So you know what? Miami does have a fond, fond, uh, place in my heart, and I do hope that the Heat are able to pull this victory. Like I said, they're under they're underdogs at home in the finals, which is kind of crazy. But hopefully, this is a theme for this week. Like it's underdogs week. I think the Heat get it done as underdogs at home, and they've been underdogs this whole playoffs. Like this whole NBA, like playoff run that they've been on like i think they've been underdogs in like almost every single game like no one really favored them against the bucks um and the knicks i think they did they um they were favorites like when they were at home but even against the celtics they were like underdogs almost every single game and they lost some of the matches that they were favorite when they were 3-0 and stuff like that but the disrespect for the heat has been crazy uh they obviously have like the best coach in the nba right now in spo and Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Jimmy Buckets. I, I always remember when he was with the Bulls. Um, he was just a defensive player. I used to play with him on 2K and develop him and stuff. But I, I will always remember uh, their commentator, Jimmy G Buckets. The G stands for Gets. That was I thought that was a sick. Uh, that was a sick. Uh, that was a sick bit that that uh, Bulls announcer used to do. Jimmy G Buckets. The G stands for Gets. And now look at him. Eight nine years later, he's in the finals for the second time. Um, 30th pick in the first round of I forgot what draft, but he was late pick. Like his storyline's crazy. His storyline's crazy, like getting adopted and all that stuff. So I I mean, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. Like, he's dope. He's sick. Um, but yeah, I remember back in 2K, I used to trade for him, him him and Kawhi Leonard, and develop both of them way back in the day. Just get like two, three and D's uh it was sick but yeah jimmy Butler. i hope you win i hope the heat win game three um we'll see we'll see They're, like i said the game's in miami and the nuggets haven't lost at home this whole playoffs till that la- till game two so they could either you know they could either be shell-shocked and be like damn we really lost at home that was our fortress like what's going on or they could they could use it to motivate themselves and come out and like you know come out shooting because when the nuggets are shooting when like when michael porter jr is hitting those those running threes like running to the corner and shooting like contested threes and they're going in and Murray is hitting like step back threes and dancing on you and jokic is hitting like the cutter right so for a layup and and he's like throwing his body around at you and kicking it out to like bruce brown and they're hitting nothing but net and kcp's hitting nothing but net and it becomes a lot it's like whoa this this team is unstoppable but then but then the shots start not falling and michael porter jr plays like zero defense once his shot's not falling and then murray you know he could he could get tired kind of quick like there's been a couple games this this playoffs where in the fourth quarter he's just like super gassed so we'll see we'll see i think it's gonna be a great game super pumped um I do think the Heat are gonna win, take a two-one lead, put some pressure in the Nuggets to really get Game Four. But let me, let me, you guys, let me know on the comments if you guys think in the YouTube on the YouTube comments if you guys think the Heat are gonna win or the Nuggets or if you're li- just listening to the pod, freaking just tweet at me uh, at harder handle sports or h two h sports underscore. That should be the Twitter handle. And like I said, this week is the underdog week. Like I want the Heat to as underdogs beat the nuggets but in the soccer world in the football world i want inter inter milan needs to save football and beat city yes they must save football like no one wants city to win if you're a city fan like you're probably you know you haven't watched soccer that long you haven't watched football that long um obviously there is some loyal fans that have been there forever like every club does every club has but I really don't want City to win, man. I don't want City to win. I don't want PSG to win. Um, Newcastle, we'll see We'll see what the public perception is, but uh, I think that one's a little different. Yeah, it's just, honestly, it's been kind of fun seeing PSG and City not win, put all this money into their team and not win the Champions League. Yeah, City has a, a freaking chokehold on the Premier League, and PSG has a stranglehold on the on the league one but you know they could have all of those as long as they don't get you know champions league as long as that they don't get that european trophy like that's that's something that all of us fans or haters of city could hold on to like yeah yeah keep winning premier leagues like you're not you're not your team still has no history has no champions league no european trophies that's been like the one thing that city haters could you know grab onto, and I want to be able to still say that, you know, I want to be able to still talk to any, you know, because every time, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every time I see a City fan, I'm like, bro, you're you're a Plastic fan, you're just a brand new fan, like, bro, name five players from, like, 2009 or 2012 or something like that, like, who, who was the first purchase that really transitioned this change into what City is right now, like, do you even know Robinho, do you even remember Yaya Tauré, like, like, Silva, like, I feel like a lot of, like, especially these last few years, City has really gained a lot of popularity now that they're, like, just winning Premier Leagues for fun. But yeah, Inter, heavy underdog, heavy underdog going into the final, like, they're minus 225, City is, favorites. If you put $100 on Inter, you win $575, like, that's, that's insane, like, they're, Vegas is really favoriting City as they should. They're going for the treble. They won the Premier League. They just won the FA Cup. Um, City's playing amazing. Although I'm not the biggest Pep fan, and you know I'm I'm like the streets will always choose Mourinho over over Pep, and I'm one of those loyalists to Mourinho. Um, You know I can't deny that Pep has his team firing. All it took, all it took is like two billion dollars. All it took was to invest two billion dollars into that squad. But hey. City, City, City's playing amazing. City has been playing amazing for, like, the last two, three years. Like, they've been playing great for, like, five, six, seven years. But they've been playing, like, amazing these last two years, last three years, when they've, you know, gone toe-to-toe with, like, the best Liverpool ever. And, you know, last year they got to to the semifinals of the Champions League. And, man... I just, it's just insane like that they haven't won it so far. So I want them to not win it. Not going to lie, as a hater, I just don't want them to win it. I want Pep to not win with City. I want him to invest another billion dollars. I want him to keep stacking the decks against everyone else, just keep buying everyone's players. Uh, what's his name? Phillips from Leeds just went to bra in the bench for City, but he's happy, so it's all good. <laughs> like, it's insane how deep their squad is. Like, they're... T- they have, like, 20, like, violations that they're trying to, you know, get off their books. Like, they're trying to beat, like, 20 allegations that they're probably not. Like, we'll see what the repercussions are to that. There's just a lot of things wrong with City. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and there's a lot of, there's, obviously, they're they're not the first team. Like, Chelsea and, like I said, PSG and there's other teams. And there will be other teams that do this, too. Like, don't get me wrong. But there's something about City. There's something about City that's just, like, they got no history. And it's just fun. As I'm not gonna lie, it's fun. And I honestly I can't even hate that much because a lot of the way people talk about City now, or like especially Premier League teams talk about City, that's kind of how some teams or like the rest of the world sees like Real Madrid or Club America. But that's different. That's I feel like it's different because you know America and Real Madrid rich history, uh, not backed by oil, like big history in the capital, you know, it's different, it's not, it's, we, Real Madrid in America is football heritage, heritage, and Man City is just bought, 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 keep buying players, have, like, two world-class starting 11, like, what was that picture that showed up when they had clinched the Premier League, and they had, like, De Bruyne, and, and like, Gundogan, and ederson and Haaland, they had everyone in the bench and it was like is this the most stacked bench ever and they were still like alvarez was on the on the field and um foden was on the field like they still had like a elite starting 11 like that this team is insane so if inter pull it off uh, man the streets will never forget but you know the x factor my boy lukaku my boy lukaku has just got you know confirm that he's dating megan the stallion he's my boy striving my boy probably gonna go into that game you know feeling like the, <laughs> feeling like he's on top of the world and as he should good for him but like i said lukaku when he's on when he's on he's on like not gonna lie yeah he he, especially early in his career when he was playing with everton like that lukaku was manny that lukaku was insane he was really really good and obviously he misses a lot of chances now and that belgian team with him being the front man never did never quite lived up to the hype and even him like he's just there's so many memes like <laughs> with the timberlands on lukaku and like no first touch and like i i can see where the hate comes towards Lukaku, especially these last few years but if he just has a little vintage game like if we just get a uh, a Chelsea, a prime Chelsea Lukaku, or like a prime young Everton Lukaku game, like, cause you know, City City is stacked everywhere. They got really good center backs, really good midfield. They got players on the bench that could come in and change the game. But there's one thing you can't teach is size, and my boy Lukaku is built. You know, he's still he's still a menace in in inside the box, like. I don't care how good Diaz is and Stone's. And, you know, Stone's gotten better the last few years. Diaz, one of the best center backs in the world. Just how you can't teach size, like how... Obviously, I'm not trying to compare Lukaku to Haaland, but my boy's thick and he's strong. So, like, he he could use his body. You give him a through ball, there's a, a rebound, balls bouncing in the, in the 18-yard box. He could throw his body around and create a chance for him just... Just by how muscular and how big he is and, and you know, big chest, big shoulders. He could he could, like I said, when his efforts there and he's making runs and he's he can make center backs life hell. So if my boy Lukaku has a good game, he could be the X Factor. Um realistically though, <laughs> City might run away with this. Not gonna lie, they're looking they're looking hella good. Like the hater in me, <laughs> the city hater in me, and uh, you know, just for the jokes to keep joking on on City and and Pep I want Inter to win but not going to lie this like I'll be really happy if Inter have the game 0-0 at halftime like I'll be ecstatic if the game zero zero 0-0 at halftime then you know the pressure goes to City for sure and and we'll see what they do in that second half if if Inter gets scored on in the first 10 minutes first 15 minutes it's it's curtains not going to lie if, if you ask Inter to go propose the game to go chase the scoreline it it could get ugly it could get bad for inter not gonna lie it could get really bad if they're able to make it at least a halftime nil nil hey those those demons those flashbacks of Real Madrid last year might start creeping on City you know they might be like hey is it not meant for it to be like is Manchester red you know they might be asking all these questions <laughs> but who do you guys think is going to win who are you guys hopeful are you guys as soccer fans are you guys rooting against city like like i am like a long time soccer fan like dude i'm 28 i've been watching soccer since i was like two or three like that was literally my first love watching america with Gautama blanco and fixing the antenna trying to trying to get a better signal like uh, i don't know there's something about me that just i could appreciate the soccer that they play and it is cool seeing like that meant that much talent on one team, but at the same time, I'm like, nah, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to win Champions League. But that should do it for this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Thank you if you made it to the end. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace. I'm a big dog, timing, and I'm